Coming up, we're discussing the importance of associations. From the Hauntraction Network, I'm Philip, and this is an episode from our partner station, A Scott in the Dark, hosted by Scott Swenson. In the episode, Scott recounts the importance of participating in associations and groups for haunters. And guess what? We have a handy list of haunt-friendly associations. Yes, in fact, the link to that list is in our show notes. Enjoy the show. and welcome back to the dark. Yes, it's yet another episode of A Scott in the Dark. My name is Scott Swenson, and uh, I'm with Scott Swenson Creative Development, and I've done haunts all over the place. But those of you who are regular listeners, you know that. Uh, this particular, this, I'm sorry, it's, it's later than I normally record these. It's, it's almost past my bedtime. But anyway, um, th- this particular uh, episode is, uh, is about affiliations and connections and why they're so very important to haunters and really anyone in the industry. And I decided to do a show all about this because I, uh, I actually just recently, if you, if you follow me on social media, um, you have seen that just recently I um, have accepted a position um, as part of the entertainment subcommittee for IAPA. And um, when I, t- this does not, by the way, just to clarify, there are some people who are congratulating me on a new job. No, it's not a new job. I'm, I'm donating my time back to an organization that I really care about. But I tried to explain this to my mom. Now, I, I absolutely adore my mother. She's a wonderful woman. But, um, <clears throat> well, I can say anything I want to about her because she doesn't listen to the show. She doesn't really understand what a podcast is. But she, um, when I told her that I had been nominated for this position and uh, was offered the position and had accepted it, she was like, okay, that's great. But why would you want to do that? She's like, aren't you busy enough as it is? Um, you know, you've got all of your clients and two podcasts and more clients on the way and, uh, and you already belong to several other organizations. Why would you, why would this be important to you? And she asked in such an innocent way. I was like, well, you know, that's a, that's a valid question. Um, so I figured I'd, I'd best do a show that kind of talks about why it's important and why I feel personally it's beneficial to have those affiliations and those kinds of connections within the industry and how it not only benefits the industry as a whole, which as many of you know, has always been my major focus, but also benefits the individuals and, um, quite often benefits the, the business if you are a haunt owner and operator. Um, so, you know, as, as far as IAPA goes, for those of you who aren't familiar with IAPA, it's the International Association of Amusement Parks and Attractions. And this is an organization I have belonged to for years, a long time. And I so respect what they do. And, I, and I've contributed my time um, in several different ways over the years for IAPA, everything from uh, many, many years ago, I was a host for the Brass Ring Awards, which um, are the the um, the IAPA Expo that takes place in Orlando. That's when they do all of the recognitions for outstanding performers and entertainment, outstanding marketing projects, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I've done that. I've been an adjudicator for that for several years. I do that on and off 
whew, done that on and off for a long, long time. Um, and then just recently, over the last couple of years, I was a subject matter expert for the IAPA certification program, as well as um, working with uh, some other great people um, in the industry from really around the world on um, the on various classes uh, focused on entertainment. So I've already been contributing. I've already been a part of the organization. And to be offered a position with the entertainment subcommittee, who basically uh, helps, well, especially during Expo, uh, really helps with the educational side when it comes to entertainment, um, as well as helping to guide and steer what can be offered for those of us who are members of the entertainment side of theme parks and attractions. So I think first and foremost, the reason I'm so excited about this particular position is it's a way to give back even more to an organization that I have supported for many years. And, you know, seven years ago when I left Bush, has it been seven? Seven, seven, eight, seven, seven years ago when I left Bush. Um, six no seven seven years ago when i left bush um the organization helped support me as a, an independent business growing on my own and uh, the the connections and the training and the resources that i was able to get from iapa were phenomenal so now that i'm in a position where i can give back it's very exciting to to have the opportunity to do that so it, there's a feel-good side of it but there's also there also continues to be um a, sort of a networking side of it it also, I mean, on the, on the most base level, it gives me something to post about on social media as well so that <clears throat> you can, I can continue to be an influencer. I, somebody actually referred to me as an internet influencer the other day, and I was so very proud and like, well, like so many people my age had no idea really what that meant. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Anyway, uh, it, it, it gives you stuff to talk about in your quote unquote media, it gives you um, the ability to make some great connections. And it also keeps you abreast of what's new in your industry. But IAPA is not necessarily the, the first organization that I would say for haunters, run out and join this. I mean, it's a great organization. And if you are a theme park and you don't belong, you should, because there's a ton of benefits and, and it's, and it really helps its members. But um, let's, let's go down to the, Let's let's start at the basics. I mean, let's start with some of the haunt organizations. Um, the first one that comes to my mind, of course, is the one that I, I do a lot of work with, which is the uh, Haunted Attraction Association. I'm a member of HAA. I have been, and there have been other, those of you who've been in the industry long enough, you know that there have been other organizations that have come and gone and morphed and changed and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Right now, Haunted Attraction Association is the is the one that I belong to. That does not mean that if there are other organizations out there, I'm not mentioning that I do not support them. I'm just not a member um, because they either either don't know about them, which is very possible, uh, or I just haven't invested money. Um, and, but so with with Haunted Attraction Association, and for those of you who have listened, you you know that I've done interviews with their their new president um, Spencer and they're really ramping things up and they're finding ways, new and different ways to benefit the haunters from safety training. The chaos training continues to be incredibly important, um, which is all about, you know, how to, how to train owners and operators to operate their haunts safely, um, insurance, education. Uh, and, and of course, one of my own personal favorite elements are the Oscars, 
which happen every year at the Trans World Show. And yes, I'm going to announce for the very first time, at least I think it's the first time, uh, that I will be hosting the Oscars again this year um, at, uh, at the Trans World Show in St. Louis in March. So I'm really, I'm really excited about that. So um, yes, I'll probably mention that again later because I'll forget by the end of the show that I already told you. Um, but, but again, so haunted attraction, like big haunted attraction organizations are <clears throat> obviously something that haunters should at least look into. I'm not saying everybody needs to join everything, but um, HAA, I think now especially is, is really trying to make some, some leaps and bounds. Not that they've been bad in the past. They really haven't, but there's the, the board is uh, younger, hungrier, I don't mean younger in age. All the, all the past board members are going to go, I'm not old, Scott, shut up. My point being, they're trying to move forward. They're trying to uh, reinvigorate the organization. And I think that's really important. Uh, but they're not the, like I said, they're not the only organization out there for haunters. One of the things I, I would look into is look into like local groups that may not even cost money to join. It's just, you know, come, show up. Um, Florida Haunters. Florida Haunters here in Florida is is a great organization, is filled with a bunch of, of really cool people. And when they have um, things that I can attend based on my schedule, um, I, I totally support that. And I'm sure that wherever you are, there's a, a local haunt group or a local haunt organization. And let's go even one step, you know, one step simpler than that. Find the, find the smaller local haunt groups on social media. You don't even have to show up for these things anymore. You can, you can find them on Facebook. Um, chances are good. There's a bunch out there that if you look closely enough at their membership, I probably belong to them. And if I don't send me a link, um, cause I always like to try to keep up on what, you know, even local haunt groups, um, like I, the, there's a the Southern California haunt group, there's East coast, West coast, UK, um, there are haunt groups all over the place. And those kinds of affiliations, I don't, I don't know how much they actually help you with interconnectivity, although it is kind of fun to meet somebody that um, you've been kind of following online and then you go to a, a trade show or a seminar and you go, oh, hey, I know that person. That's cool. Um, so, you know, look into haunt organizations because they are, they are great for sharing information. They're great for making connections. And, you know, if you're, if you're like me uh, and what I've been with all my clients this past year, staffing has been a phenomenal challenge. And the more connected you are in regards to that, the more likely it is that you'll be able to find the people that you need um, because you can hopefully find the, the, the support within those kinds of organizations. Um, the next chunk or the next section that I'd like to talk about when it comes to affiliations and connections are what I call local groups that are not haunt related. Um, I was lucky enough uh, 10 years ago, um, 11 years ago now, to uh, go through what was called Leadership Tampa. Now, this is a program that is sponsored by the Tampa Chamber of Commerce. And it's a training program for future leaders. And um, it, it's multiple days throughout the, the session. Uh, they, they often refer to it as it's sort of like the, it's a, it's a crash course MBA for those people who are in the Tampa Bay area. Um, and, the, and each day that you go out, you, you meet people in, that, in different walks of life in the city of Tampa. And it's basically Tampa 101. It gives you an opportunity to find out 
what's happening in with the sports teams, what's happening in the world of uh, of law, what's happening in the world of criminal justice. Uh, I guess that's the same thing as law. Uh, but I mean, <clears throat> for example, we we spent time touring prisons and learning about the prison system um, in Tampa. That was one of our one of our days out. Uh, we we learned about transportation and how important that is in our city. We learned about government and we got to meet the mayor and the and and some other members, the commission members and the commission committee members, um, and that sort of thing. So it was a great experience. But then after I graduated, uh, class of eleven, class of eleven, a class so good we were number one twice, one one. Every leadership Tampa group, every leadership Tampa class says that they are the best class. Uh, but I'm sure that different cities around the world have organizations like this, uh, either through the Chamber of Commerce or through you know, even tourism groups. I'm, I'm not certain, but do a little research and see if there's that kind of opportunity for you. Because after I graduated, you know, I, I learned very quickly that Leadership Tampa was just the tip of the iceberg. Um, I joined the follow-up organization, which is called Leadership Tampa Alumni. And this is, you can only join this if you have been through Leadership Tampa. And as part of this group, it keeps me connected with the movers and shakers throughout the city of Tampa. So, you know, I can walk into pretty much any situation and have at least three degrees of, of separation with anybody I'm talking to. Um, and they, they love talking to like the, the creative types because so many of them are lawyers or um, educators, doctors, financial people. And then all of a sudden you get a creative whack job in there who designs haunted houses or writes shows for theme parks and they're they're drawn to like moths to a flame. I'll let you fill in your own joke there. But it was uh, so it's really important. It was really important for me to continue to be part of Leadership Tampa alumni. Uh, one of the subcommittees on that organization that I belong to is Leadership Tampa alumni outreach. And that's all about giving back to the community. I will be honest, I don't make a ton of connections there, but the connections I do make are very strong because it's a bunch of people from a bunch of different backgrounds who are constantly giving back. Um, one of the things, for example, that we did last year is we adopted a middle school that needed some extra help. So um, we went out and did everything from help them with their clothing and their food banks to we did uh, morning, morning special, um, special thank yous to the teachers. So we bring food trucks out and do breakfast and had live. We actually had a live band there one morning before classes started to get all the teachers jazzed and, and hyped for the day. Um, we've done, you know, we've loaded up people's cars from food banks. Uh, we've got a whole, excuse me, we've got a whole slew of things planned for this coming year. And, um, and then another Leadership Tampa opportunity that I have is uh, I was asked, well, not only, not only, do I now meet every leadership Tampa class as they come in? Because my dear friend, Carrie Getz and I uh, do the improv icebreaker at the beginning of each year. So we get to meet absolutely everybody who goes through this, uh, this training class. And it's surprising how many people will then reach out later and uh, ask about or book me to do um, either team building or communications classes for them. So it's, it's created sort of a whole side gig that I didn't realize I had, uh, but it's a lot of fun. Um, and then through that, I got the opportunity to start working with a new leadership Tampa 
project or program, um, which is for college kids. So it's the same thing that uh, Leadership Tampa is only for college students. This is a lot of exposition to, to help explain. I'm the day chair, by the way, for Collegiate Leadership Tampa for Hospitality, Entertainment, and Sports Day. And working with college kids, it's so exciting to see who the next, the next level is coming up. It's, it is great to see some of the folks um, who, you know, I think back to when I was in college and I'm like, I don't think I was ever that smart. In fact, I'm, I doubt that I'm that smart now um, because these kids are so in tune and it's things that, you know, they have to be vetted, they have to apply, they have to go through a series of interviews um, in order to get this opportunity, but it puts them in contact. Like this year's Collegiate Leadership Tampa, um, their very first day was government day and they got to sit down with the mayor of Tampa and listen to the, she, she got to listen, you know, it's 23 kids. So it's like a private, almost a private audience with the mayor. And these kids were blown away. They thought it was really exciting. Um, so why is all this stuff important? Because it keeps you connected in your city and it makes it so that when you walk into a city function, if people recognize you from the work you've done from the other committees or the other organizations that you belong to, um, they, they, they look at you and they may walk over to you and start up a conversation. Why would this conversation be beneficial to a haunter? Well, let's assume that you're a haunt owner or a marketer for a haunted attraction and you want to maybe get some sponsorship or you want to uh, get some additional news media or you, you need to, you know, it's not always about, it's not always about who you can look up online. Sometimes it's about calling somebody you already know if you stay connected. Uh, there's a running joke, you know, and, and my, my dear friend who is no longer with us, unfortunately, Robbie Laprie was known as being one of the most known people in the haunt industry. Everybody knew Robbie. And I can remember walking through trade show floors with her and we would have to stop every, at every single booth because everybody would run up and give Robbie a hug. Well, I learned from her. Uh, I learned so many things from her. But one of the things I learned from her is making friends and making real connections is far more important than just passing out your business card. So if you're involved in your local organizations that are not necessarily haunt related, when you need something from the quote unquote outside world, the daytime world, you're already connected. You already know who to call, um, who you can reach out to, and it will increase your, your possibility of success. So, so reach, so get involved. Another one that's, that's here in Tampa, and I know, I think everybody, every city has them. We have one, uh, an organization called Visit Tampa Bay, which is all about tourism in the city of Tampa. And uh, if you can get involved with a tourism organization, well, tourism, you know, is all about hoteliers. They're all about booking hotel rooms and restaurants. And in October, if somebody books a hotel room, why can't you, why wouldn't you be able to then get your haunts information in the concierge desk of every single hotel in your area. I mean, think about it. It's not something that you can necessarily go in and, and get done. And if, even if you go to every hotel and hand it out, chances are good. They'll kind of go, yeah, that's nice. And, and put it in a drawer somewhere. <laughs> but if you're connected and you already know the, the people and maybe even the concierge people's bosses, because you've been in meetings with them, um, who knows? Who knows? It could just, it could be a very good business move. Uh, one of the organizations that is, uh, it's important to me, but I think it's, I think it's, it's important to me for different reasons. I think it's important to every haunter because I still view haunted attractions as a form of theater. It's a form of theater that you walk through. 
but it still is designed to impact the audience on an emotional level. And that's what theater does. So for many years, I was involved with an organization called Theater Tampa Bay. In fact, I'm a past president of that organization. Um, and, and now, although I'm no longer I'm no longer actually affiliated with that organization directly. I'm still a member, but I'm not, I don't do a ton with them. I now sit on the board of a local theater company um, to continue to help them out. And the reason I think this is important is because, and this is kind of a good transition into the next group that I want to talk about. Theater is a parallel industry. So if you can stay abreast of who the great actors are in town, um, what classes are being offered for actors, who are the good lighting designers in town? Who are the good audio designers in town? When you need them, you don't have to look for them. They're already there. You already know in the palm of your hand, okay, I've got so-and-so, such-and-such, so-and-so. I met them at the meeting last week. Um, maybe I'll call out to them and see if they can help me, um, help me light my new facade or help me make this, uh, this animatronic, this hydraulic work that I've been trying to restore um, since it arrived. And if you're listening and you have ever ordered from certain companies, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, it never worked when it got here. You know, uh, we, used to, we used to always joke that we would always, the first thing our tech people would do at Bush Gardens is they'd rebuild all of the animatronics. A, so that they would be sturdy enough to last the season and B, so that they understood how the darn things were put together. But that's a whole nother show. Um, but, but I think staying involved with local theater organizations, theater organizations is important because again, it will help you with, uh, staffing when that comes around and it will also make it so that, um, <clears throat> you can find those tech people as well. So that's kind of my transition between local since it's theater Tampa Bay and what I call parallel industry organizations. Um, some of the organizations that I belong to themed entertainment, uh, themed entertainment, um, themed Entertainment Association, TEA, whatever that is, Themed Entertainment Association. Um, sorry, TEA guys. Uh, I just know it as TEA. Uh, that's a great organization because it's all about, as the name suggests, themed entertainment. And um, the, th the same theory that goes into creating something for uh, an immersive attraction in a theme park goes into the idea of a haunted attraction. So um, it's a good organization that's not necessarily haunt related, although there's a bunch of haunters in it. Um, it's not necessarily haunt related, but it is a good um, parallel organization where you can find a lot of uh, useful uh, information and people. Uh, I also belong to an organization or did until just this past year. I let it slip during COVID. I'll probably go back. I'm called The Special Event. Uh, and yes, it is a trade show um, that usually takes place, well, either California or Las Vegas. Uh, and it's all about special events, as the name suggests. But again, there's a lot of parallels. There's a lot of overlap between the world of special events and the world of haunted attractions. Um, another organization that I have belonged to on and off is the League of Historic American Theaters. Um, the League is fascinating because you can get some of the best ghost stories by attending some of those meetings. And, and I will be honest, the reason that um, I became affiliated with this organization was uh, the the Tampa Theater here um, is well? It's just a great, great creepy place. If you ever get a chance to do a ghost tour at the Tampa Theater, take it. It'll probably be led by my friend Jill, who's the head of their marketing department, and say, "Hey, Jill, Scott says hi." But anyway, uh, I got involved because they were going to New York one year for their convention, and I was invited to 
be involved by one of their board members, Nancy Hudson, who was also my former boss at the time. And uh, well, she was my boss at the time, is now my former boss. And um, so I got to hang out with all those theater folk. And while I was there, I actually got to teach a seminar on um, sort of uh, banking on your the haunted side of your theater, because every theater has a ghost story somewhere. Uh, they don't call them ghost lights for nothing. You know, if you ever walk into a dark theater and there's a single bulb burning on the stage, that's what that's called. It's a ghost light. And yes, it's primarily there for safety, but it was believed that by keeping a single light burning, um, it would keep the ghosts off the stage. So, um, but that's a great organization. And, and now to sort of come, come completely full circle, IAPA. You know, I started this show with talking about my affiliation and my appreciation for the International Association of Amusement Parks and Attractions. And I'm going to finish my, my show talking about IAPA. I mean, let's face it, theme parks, FECs, zoos, aquariums, they all do Halloween events. They all do haunts. They're all involved. So by being a member of this organization, uh, it, it puts me in touch with a bunch of people that overlap with the haunted attraction industry. Now, I happen to be one of those overlap people because I, those are my clients as well. Um, it's not just the independent haunter. Uh, but that doesn't mean that I don't still take the same mentality that I do with independent haunters. It's just their budgets change. Or there are more guardrails. You know, I'll be told no blood. Or it has to fit in with our brand. Or it has to be family friendly. And, or I'll get an independent haunter who says, just scare the crap out of us. So, you know, but, but all of the same ideas and theories go into place. And a lot of the same vendors. You know, you walk around the IAPA trade show floor, <clears throat> excuse me, um, and between sampling Dippin' Dots, you'll see a bunch of things that every haunter can use. Not necessarily the rides, although if there's a way to haunt a ride, I'm all about it. But, uh, you know, you, you get all of that, that additional information. You get all of those additional uh, uh, resources. And of, and, of course, you know, you get to see Christmas stuff and you get to see um, fabrics that can be used. You get to see lighting, you get to see fog, you get there's everything that's used in a theme park is also used in a haunt. So insurance, there are insurance vendors that are part of the IAPA Expo um, and the training classes that IAPA offers, not just because I've been a subject matter expert for some of them, but they are really amazing. I've, I've taken several of them as well. So they're, they're really cool. Um, so all of these things, even though it is a parallel industry organization, will will help the haunted attraction participant. So just to kind of sum things up, here's what I want you to take away. Uh, don't live in a bubble. Don't only hang out with your own haunter friends. At the very least, hang out with other haunter friends and not just once a year in March when you all go to Transworld or you all go to, uh, you, you all go to HauntCon or you all go to whatever um midwest or whatever um go ahead and and make those connections with people um either in your own industry in your own area or in uh, parallel industries to the haunted attraction industry the benefits are simple great connections uh, great access to resources and in my opinion the most important in many cases the feeling of giving back, the feeling of, of helping out an industry which we all care so very much about. Uh, you know, they're even the most gruff and grizzled haunter 
will say, yeah, I'm just in it for the cash. Well, then you're in the wrong industry. Um, because any of us who are in this just for the cash, we could be making much more money in a much simpler way. Y you care about it. You care about what you're doing here. I, I don't, you, people can argue that till they're blue in the face, but bottom line is if you really want to make big bucks, opening a haunted attraction, especially in the middle of a pandemic, is probably not the best way to do it. Just saying. So find ways to, to make yourself feel better, make the industry feel better, and make those connections so that you can continue to make your business better. So I guess that's really all I wanted to talk about on this particular episode. However, um, I would like to point out just a couple things. I know I mentioned at the beginning, I will be um, at the Trans World Show coming up in March. Um, and I'm, I'm very excited. If you are going to Transworld in March, uh, here's just a public service announcement. Make sure you have your hotels because they are apparently selling up very fast. Um, I always do Airbnb because that way, to be honest, it costs me a little less than a hotel. And I have my own kitchen so I can make my own food as opposed to having to go out every night. But that's just how I do it. Um, but I'll be hosting the Oscars for Haunted Attraction Association. And although I don't have it, uh, I don't have a scheduled time yet, I am also, I've also been asked to teach a seminar called, um, well, the working title is Turning the Page from Halloween to Christmas. And so if you are, excuse me, if you are going to attend Transworld uh, March 17th through the 20th, I believe it is, um, then, then please stop by and say hi. Say, I, you know, I listen to your show and, um, and you can just stop there. Just say, I listen to your show. That's all that really matters. No, uh, let me know what you think. Um, if there's anything that's helpful, if there's anything you'd like to hear about um, that I haven't talked about, please let me know. Um, so seminar and uh, hosting the Oscars. I've also, I'm also doing projects. I'm traveling a lot this year. Um, I'm doing projects at Space Center Houston, which has nothing to do with Halloween. Um, I'm doing some Halloween work for a major theme park chain for their corporate office, which I can't talk about in great detail. Um, but that takes me out of town, or out of Tampa at least. Um, I'm doing work in Indianapolis. I'm doing work in Philadelphia. And um, I've already got plans to visit all of those. So in the coming years. So I'll be bopping around everywhere. Um, I do want to mention there are a couple, you know, I talk about these organizations, there are, and everybody talks about the Trans World Show because let's face it, it's it's the granddaddy, it's the big one. But there are a bunch of other great shows out there, um, and I wish I could attend all of them. Unfortunately, my schedule does not always allow me to do that. Um, one that I just missed in Las Vegas was the um, Halloween and Party Expo, and um, although this is not necessarily the most targeted for haunters. Um, it was an excuse to go to Las Vegas that I missed. But it does it does really focus on the retail stuff too. And I think by understanding what uh, is happening with Halloween retail, it can help guide you, especially if you're looking for intellectual properties or, or ideas. Um, there's also another relatively new show. I think it's, this is its second year, maybe? Second or third year. Uh, I think they did it virtually one year. Anyway, that's Fear Expo. Um, which is just around the corner from the recording of this particular um, episode. And that will be January 21st through the 23rd. It's in Owensboro, Kentucky. Um, I will be completely transparent. I know very little about this event. Um, I do know that some of the people affiliated with this event are people that I really know and respect. So um, I will say that it's a recommendation by recognition. I don't know. 
Um, but uh, a lot of the folks who sit on the board for this event or who are involved with this event are, are really good people and you've seen them and know them from, from other, um, you know, in fact, they'll all probably be at Transworld as well, uh, but you probably know them from other organizations or other events. Um, but uh, if you wanna know more, you can go to fearexpo.com and just check that out. Uh, other shows that, uh, again, I, I'm not gonna mention them all and I apologize because um, I just don't know them all. But you know, there's everything from the Haunters Against Hate show, uh, which I keep saying I'm going to go to, and then I always get booked so that I'm actually working. So instead of paying money, I'm getting money. Sorry. Um, eh, not sorry. I like working. Uh, but the Haunters Against Hate show, which I've heard great things about, um, Midsummer Scream, which I've been to several times, uh, Midwest Haunters. Uh, oh, gosh. There's, there, like I said, there's a bunch of other ones. So just poke around. Um, see what you can find and uh, and attend those shows join those uh, organizations if you feel they're right for you and make those connections because when the tide comes in all ships rise and it just makes us all better so that is my rambling about affiliations and connections uh, this is scott swenson with a scott in the dark saying until next time rest in peace This is a Haunted Attraction Network production.